welcome to Press R Esports, The Duck. Here for uh, episode two, I am Zolord, here with Malco and, as always, Dainty Taco. So, fellas, uh, one week in the books. Uh, any winners or losers that you, uh, you guys were particularly uh, excited to see or surprised uh, that that you know, happened the way it did? Uh, I know most everybody's uh, had an opportunity to watch all the games now. Um, I'm going to assume that Malco and I are both very shocked that, uh, there was a 2-0, uh, between Curtain Call and, uh, Hijack. I, I, I'm right there with you. I expected a 1-1. I expected a 1-1. It could have been a 1-1, but yeah, I think we'll get into more detail on that. Um, another one that kind of surprised me, actually, like, I watched back the Killer Instinct and um, uh, Inferno Trigger games yep. today, and I, it's just like not that Inferno Trigger underperformed or anything, but like between game and one, game one and game two, it's just like night and day. Yeah. Between like w- what happened for Killer Instinct. So I so watched. Like, uh, I watched the series uh, before. Uh, jumping on here and i think that is probably uh the best series uh that happened monday night um you know it was both games were you know appealing and uh it was a a lot of fun to watch and you got to see both sides of the coin uh, in my opinion i definitely would like to say that killer instinct and infernal trigger sorry about my headphones there they uh it's definitely two teams that even though I do have my gripes and worries about with both of them currently, uh, I do firmly believe that we're going to see a lot. The teams are just going to be a lot more competitive in general. They're very, very close. After this first week, I wasn't expecting so many one ones. I wasn't expecting so many tie ups. There's like this whole jumbled mess right now that's in the middle fighting for third place. And I wasn't expecting this out of week one. Week one definitely gave us something to be excited yeah. for. So, uh, yeah. real quick, I want to go over, um, you know, actually the matches. Uh, we did have Onslaught of Shadows versus Glacial Storm. Uh, Rudder versus Rudder, Rudder Violence uh, ended in a 1-1 tie. We had Absolute Zero. Uh, who did they play? Uh, Absolute Zero. That was last time. Absol- yeah, Let's Bounce. Yeah. So, Let's Bounce, two of them. Um, we had, uh, let's see, Killer Instinct versus Inferno Trigger. That was a 1-1 split. Uh, and then hijack versus curtain call, uh, which ended up two zero uh, for curtain call. Um, you know, I you know hijack is my dark horse team, so I'm going to start out with them. I'm really surprised uh, that they did O2 this week. Um, first game, uh, you know, even they commented uh, that the uh, Renekton pick, you know, was a, a last minute. Uh, yeah, just lock in. Um, I don't think they really had a game plan going into game one, uh, game two team looked completely different. They were ahead the whole game. Uh, and then, you know, the late game style curtain call started to show up. Um, and you know, maybe something to be said that, you know, hijack couldn't close. Um, I don't know if you guys had different opinions, you know, as we talk about this series to, to get started. Uh, you, can, you can start, my man. It's mm. it's it's your buddy, uh, Pharaoh's team. So, all <laughs> all, it's all you. 
I always I always premise it with Pharaoh because people uh when it comes down to that play, like him as a player, I've known him, I've seen his style for way too long now as a player. We've actually duo queued together, uh, you know, we hit gold together, all that kind of good stuff. Like there's a lot of things about Pharaoh that makes him good. Um I won't lie, he he does have some skill. I've been telling people ban that Darius, no matter how no matter who it is, what he's <laughs> against. He doesn't care. He wants that Darius. You're giving him a basically a champion that he feels comfortable on, where it's very rare to truly see him lose on. And even if he loses the lane, he's not very far behind. He'll just come into a team fight out of nowhere. And then just out of nowhere, your team is looking at a 4-0 Darius. And you're just like, well, when did this happen? And at one point, that's literally what the team was looking at. A 4-0 Darius, probably wondering, when did this happen? And I would tell i literally told tricky like you're probably gonna want to ban that darius i was talking to him beforehand like well beforehand he was talking about how hyped he was for this particular matchup and uh tricky man i'm sorry bro uh you you we're, we're good but um, we're good in the casting team but when it came to that game man uh i was a little i was i was quite surprised to see it even though I'll, you know again it's it's what he's most skilled on that top lane matchup definitely is going to be breeding a rivalry and i'm gonna i'm hoping to see tricky come back with an absolute force of fire like he needs to just come with the like the fire lit under him and he's ready just to attack every other top laner in the game just to meet up with pharaoh again and to make sure that he takes him down next time taco how about you yeah i mean uh highest c uh csd in the game uh was the darius had the most kills was the darius um and while i think uh i mean my biggest gripe of the whole first game was um in my opinion sure just one stride breaker going prowler's call was kind of troll and um seraphine went everfrost like Where's the Moonstone? Uh, where's the Staff of Flowing Water? Like, those two items on Seraphine have been literally played in mid, in ADC, and in as support. Like, that's what it's been picked for. And we're building an Everfrost, which is even more expensive. So, And I'll say I, this. I you and I got flamed. Or I'll, I'll say I got flamed pretty hard uh, for the cast. Um, oh really? You know, between <laughs> hijack and curtain call. I mean, I, 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 I said afterwards, I'm like, yo, like, I'm sorry, but like that just that just hurts me. Like, because uh, the thing is, is like we saw another team run. Um, we saw a team run Jinx, Seraphine. Um, I think it was Killer Instinct. Yep, Killer Instinct he took Guardian. As he took Guardian, like I said, he probably should have. He had exhaust, and he built moonstone and bless, and the uh, floor uh, staff of flowing water. And like whether they, even though that game they ended up not winning, like there were a lot of outplays that happened in that game. And I just, again, I'm not gonna say that they win the game if these mythics are changed and they and they pick the right ones. It's just you have a better opportunity to make a comeback um because then it also forces your the me team to start have to build other items like they're maybe now gonna have to start building like um executioners uh oblivion or like those things like 
They didn't really need to build those into a Skarner Oriana Sivir and um, a Seraphine who's like obviously behind and is building Everfrost. Um, but also, like, Wolfie looked really uncomfortable on the Skarner. I don't think that's like his normal kind of like choice of champion. And yeah, just overall, like, yeah, I think Wolfie needs to be on a carry. Yeah, I just think overall, like, it just seemed like there's no team communication in game one. Like, zero. It almost felt as if the team itself just was kind of like, you know, again, renected, you know, random pick or whatever kind of pick they want to say, like panic pick, however you want to describe it. And, you know, the Seraphine not building right. Like, a lot of things just seem like when the team got out of draft, they just kind of didn't know what they really wanted yeah, to do a, at that A point. lot of teams have, you know, a tendency of reverting to the solo style, uh, you know, solo queue, yeah. um, you know, pick whatever you're most comfortable with and, you know, we'll run it down and see what, you know, see what shakes loose towards, you know, 25 minutes into the game. Um, and that, you know, some of that, uh, you know, sludge fest wears off, uh, you know, a couple of games in and, you know, you really see teams start to uh, put things together. So, uh, second uh, series of the week was the Killer Instinct uh, versus Inferno Trigger. Malco, did you have a chance to uh, see these games yet? I um, I didn't actually get the chance to fully okay. see them. I've only gotten the chance to kind of like speak with some of the players about it a little bit. Okay. But that's the most. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll have you start off then. Uh, honestly, I kind of expected a better. If you want me to be honest with you, I was expecting a better performance from them, considering some of the players that they have on that side of Killer Instinct. We, you know, Chopped, Hungry, Coscaro, Mont Blanc, a lot of these different uh, players that are on this team. I was expecting them to maybe pull out a 2-0, even against someone like Inferno Trigger. I won't lie to you, after the after the preseason and everything, I kind of expected teams to maybe fall off a little bit. And I wasn't, I'm actually not gonna lie to you. Seeing how Killer Instinct was able to play from behind in some aspects during the preseason, I thought that maybe they'd be able to do the same against the team that they would be expected to be beaten by, such as Infernal Trigger, a little bit easier, and then push for the victory. But uh, the game one, like it wasn't, you didn't get the performances out of some of these carry, out of some of these carry positions, and out of some of these players that you were expecting. You know, Hungry Hobbit is very is very talked on. Chopped is considered one of the top two uh, in the in the league for some people. Uh, you know, and then you, you got caught, and then also Costco got taken off of a pick, which I'm sure he probably wasn't really too too comfortable on. But uh, with Lissandra, considering we've seen him mostly play Malzahar mid lane uh, this most uh, this point in the league, so I and then also they gave Anivia away in that game one. That's I'm not sure if anyone knows, but like that's probably one of the more perma banned mid laners in the league from what I've seen. Uh, you definitely don't let most of the mid laners in this league, especially some like Matthias, Excellence, uh, Hippie. You're not gonna let any of those guys touch that bird. Yeah, fair um, enough. So just uh, I two things I noticed that were really big in this game is that again, like it's. Uh, nothing against flounder i understand your support man so like um the chopped having a 30 cs plus lead at eight minutes is kind of expected it's also a nar into shen he also had three kills at this point um i think i mean 
Jungle is ganking mostly bot lane and has tried ganking mid, and a lot of the mid ganks have failed. Now, your NAR is winning really hard top lane. If you're in a rough spot, like, just go top. And he starts to do that and, like, ganks it in, like, a matter of two minutes twice and gets, like, an assist on one and gets a kill on another, which moves this Hecarim from 1-1-1 to... 2-1-2 and then like tries to gank mid again for some reason even though it's been failing this whole time and like dies and i'm like dude just go to the lanes where it's like clearly gonna work bot lane and top lane so and- i'll say this you know uh chopped uh, six four and five uh on their loss and then six two and three on their win uh, I'm surprised, you know, with that man's carry potential that he actually didn't do more um, because, you know, uh, I know Fl- Flanner's situation that he's, you know, practicing top and that's, you know, where he's going to be slotted in on that squad. Um, and he's, you know, not comfortable with a lot of champs up there, you know, the the matchups and, you know, really uh, depending upon information being fed from his teammates as, you know, what to build next and things like that. Um but I think Chop could have run away, uh, could have run away with things a little bit more than he did. Well, the thing is, is he did. Like I don't know why the Udir was able to get first Rift Herald when your tops were yeah. that hard. Like that's on. I'm sorry, but that's on you, Reaper. Well, like, Vix for hard carried. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, the thing is, at 21 minutes, the chopped on the Nar was 1100 up on the next highest person in gold which is the udir at 8100 mm-hmm. they take this like really weird fight mid lane where like nar isn't even in mega and like gets cc'd and then hecarim ults hits no one and dies and then they t- still proceed to take like a 5v4 and then the nivia went from having only 7900 gold to having 9,600 gold after that fight because he got four Come out with a near and full item. It it just, it just didn't make sense. Literally like, uh, they weren't, they were in like a fine, uh, kind of like spot for killer instinct. And they just threw their leads like super hard at 21, at like the 21, 30 minute mark. Something that we did. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, well, my other, my only other thing about the game one is like that game was over 30 minutes at 30 minutes. That game was a hundred minutes, a hundred percent over at 30 minutes. But for some reason, I, uh, Inferno trigger couldn't finish it out until 36 minutes. I like, I don't, I, um, I kind of like skipped the last six minutes because like, uh, like before 30, I was like, oh, this game's over. And then I realized it went first. <laughs> they need to get an Elder Dragon and our Baron. I'm like, guys, you have a Nivea. Have endless wave clear. How? Why is this taking another? They were stat padding. Win. They just must win because, like, I'm gonna say, like, if it's against a different team or like a, you can't do that. Like against another team, like you're allowing the Hecarim to catch back up in levels. So, like, your smite doesn't mean crap. Like, yeah, at the time, like, at 30 minutes, the Udir's, like, level 16, whatever. The Sacrum's probably, like, level 12. Six minutes later, you guys could be even levels. He gets a smite steal, 
just because. Like, I don't know. That's just that's super troll. Like, going for another six minutes just for the hell of it. <laughs> I mean, they might have felt that they were strong enough to do so. Uh, it's it's something that I feel like that's also though. It comes down to macro macro calls with the you know with the team at that point. The comms might have been getting kind of confused. They were probably looking at like death timers. Like, no, 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 we can't, we can't, we can't. But it, you know, again, you had Anivia, you had the, you were immensely ahead. Yep. There should be no reason why you wouldn't be able to really end. It's all week one. Yeah. It, it, yeah week I one jitters. I, I keep on, I keep on, every time I watch one of these games, especially like Hijack Curtain Call, I'm like, I don't need to hit the panic button yet. It's only week one. But like, it's <laughs> yep. just kind of the fact that we had the preseason games till so we got like that initial showing even mm-hmm. though, from some teams it's just kind of like especially hijack it goes from like watching them play uh on slash shadows and do like how well as well as they did to like what we got against curtain call was just like do i hit the panic uh, button right uh, now? i don't know i mean no goalies <laughs> are getting pulled you know no timeouts being called i don't think any coaches are getting fired so uh, they've, if it's a long season, you know, and, uh, I think teams are still developing, uh, for sure. Uh, so let's bounce absolute zero. Um, oh, one, I have one more thing. Yeah. On one the, more thing. Go for it. Killer. Um, once, uh, I don't know what it is. Uh, maybe it's just a comfort level for Reaper, but like your Sedgwines or your Hackerman is like night and day, my dude. And if they're banning your Zach, which we all know is really good, and Sejuani is open, regardless if your top laner is playing a ranged champion or not. So like, they I did ban Zach, uh, and they run on. They won on Sejuani, and yeah. then they banned Zach the other game as well. Yeah. So just double pick Sejuani. I, Some, I, something I, I think I, that. I just, you just look so much, so much, so good on it. Like I, I don't know. That's for just, Killer Instinct. That's I think they just they need to learn how to maybe dial it back a bit. They are again same displays as you can tell. They're a very aggressive team. They like to push forward. They like to make these plays, and that's why you see you know alts like Hecram going in, alting, nothing happening, dying. They're a little over aggressive at times. So I think for their sake, they might want to just try to learn to maybe dial it back a bit. Maybe even if it is like, you know, Coscaro already plays decently safe champions in the mid lane with Malzahar, Lissandra, things like that. I mean, you're playing Gnar. Galio. Galio. You're playing Gnar up top side to maybe if you have to play weak side, you're playing weak side. Um, and then maybe it's just, it's just something of matter of maybe you guys need to dial it back a bit. Even if it's like your champions dial it back. I get it. Kaisa likes to jump in the middle of everything, but I don't think we have to take the team names literally. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess my suggestion there would be like, uh, Udir's guys, Udir's really good right now. Uh, like, Udir is with broken. Nerfs, probably still good. So like, stop playing Hecarim and just play Udir. Uh, like, it, I he think was he was also banned. Udir <laughs> probably Listen, the Udyr. second game because. That's what won the first game was the deer. Yep. So. So uh, looking at let's bounce and absolute zero. Um, let's see, I believe where is game one? Uh, so game one uh, was 
an interesting attempt by Absolute Zero uh, bringing out the Vigar Nasus. Or was that game? No, that was game one. That was uh, game one, the Vigar Nasus. Yeah, and then uh, Doom Vanilla went to uh, Jarvan and uh, Nykrit Lucian and Queen Sue went Senna. Uh, so really looking at a late game comp. Uh, and, you know, they left the bird open for Hippie, uh, which was essentially their doom, but Rusty the Cat on that Caitlyn. Wow. The moment that Rusty started taking ultimates in the face of people, like, that's when I knew this game was over. (laughs) Um, Like, literally, I forgot at what point it happened during this game, but you literally watch Rusty, I think, was it, who was just, like, charging in at him? You just literally watch Rusty just... I think up, it was either like, Nykrit or uh, or Vintage. It, yeah, no, it was Lucian. Yeah. You're right. It yeah. was the Lucian. And at that point, it's just like... He walked away with a smither of health, but... Are you going to be able to stop this Caitlyn at this point? Like, yeah. the confidence coming out of that team. And I think we also... I also don't want to uh, downplay best Vi main up in the top lane. Like, early levels, that Tom Kent, you just could not do anything. There Chunk- was a lot of strong mechanics. Uh, I was... <laughs> Honestly, surprised. You know, we said, uh, you know, Best Five Main actually uh, took a break from Press R from season one all the way up until now. And, uh, you know, seeing him playing a lot of Valorant and other things, and it didn't look like he'd lost a whole lot in the uh, league category. So it was uh, an impressive play. But Archer Prodigy, um, you know, 6 3 and 8, uh, not an amazing scoreline in game one. Uh, but then you flip the script to game two, and he's 10, 4, and 17 on the Jarvan. Um, maybe the unsung hero of Let's Bounce. Uh, you know, just that really high level of communication and trust between Hiam Hippie. And he gets Hippie ahead and then starts moving into other lanes and either catches them up or pushes them ahead. And their team does not stop. Yeah. Um... I, I, so for me, I actually am okay with the scoreline from the first game. I think that's fine. I love that he's playing Elise because Elise is good right now, and we don't we really see a lot of people contesting for Olaf, Hecarim, and Udir. And I'm like, it's nice to see someone play something, an AP jungler that's actually really good in the early game. Um, the Tom Kench shocked me. Like I, I really didn't have high expectations for Best Buy Main. He totally blew me out of the water. Um, I think that there was um, some like I, I want to say missed opportunities on Absolute Zero, but like it just. Um, there's not a lot of vision denial on that team. Like I, there's points in the game that I'm looking, and Doom is the only one buying pink wards, and that's not okay. Um, support didn't get a sweeper until 24 minutes in. Um, like it, there is so there is a. Uh, I don't know how much everybody pays attention to LCS, but I watch a lot of like. Um, uh, I will dominate podcasts and stuff and his his uh, his co his co streams and stuff yeah, like his that streams yeah. and stuff. And he had a discussion with LS recently on uh, Facecheck where they talk about like the LPL 
teams where they will drop vision into the jungle bef- like a minute before the dragon and fight you on your side in your jungle and unlowing- not allowing you to enter into the dragon area to like contest the dragon yeah and if you watch game one of the of let's bounce uh absolute zero their bot side is lit up like the blitz had so much opportunity to just like look to kill people because there was just no one was clearing wards in the bot side so every time that like dragon was coming up in the next like 30 minutes or something let's bounce knew where everybody was on absolute zero because their bot side jungle was so lit up. I'm them. I'm excited to see another Blitzcrank besides DrManis.net. <laughs> That's gonna I mean, be... to be honest, I, I don't I think like it worked really well here because like it's a Lucian Senna Vigar, so he's probably mm-hmm. like, Oh, let me like I grab one of them and like we win the team fight. Um I think a lot of other people will be a little more flexible and i'm not sure if he'll pick it um but he plays nautilus we've seen it he loves rakan oh, he the... plays thresh yeah we gotta speak about rakan that's a... yeah like um i also am not a fan of the bands coming out of uh absolute zero um it's pretty harsh in my notes but i wrote uh seems like no one did their homework on draft I was wondering where the York band, the, like... Like, okay, so my thing about that is, like, if you have Red Side, one of these games, Absolute Zero, why are you not picking, uh, why are you not picking York in the first round on the counter pick yeah. on Red Side, and then just banning what top laners you don't want to play against in the next round? Like, why are you waiting until second round to pick York? We all know you can do well on it. Well, Why they are you, like afraid yeah. that like they're gonna beat you. Like that's what the vibe I got watching the draft. I'm like, you're afraid that they're gonna pick something and beat the York, which I'm a little confused by. So yeah. like, yeah, yeah, we've seen insert name do wonderful things, uh, given the right champ. Um, so don't looking... get me wrong, the Ramus was great some, for some reason. I mean, the, <laughs> it was the good. game. The game two comp uh, from Absolute Zero, and I'm I don't want to take anything away from Let's Bounce. Uh, their comps, you know, their gameplay, everything was solid, and you expect that, you know, from the captain of a returning champion. Uh, but Ramus top, Olaf jungle, uh, Malphite mid, Sivir, and Soraka. I just where's your AP? Where's your AP? You had a there, game plan. There was I'm a lot of here. tank on that team. Well, it, it's a lot of tank, but it was something uh, I'm not sure if like with Glacial Storm and Onslaught of Shadows, they did the same type of comp almost where it was like, hey, we have this Sivir. We know Sivir's very strong. We have all these literal like go, go, go type of champions. There's all these go buttons. We need to just press them the moment we are in a fight we need to. They had the same kind of comp where literally Sivir presses R and then all of a sudden you have an unstoppable Olaf, unstoppable Malphite, and a Ramus charging at your face. Like, what do you do when you're a Caitlyn and things like that? I mean, they were able to play against it perfectly, but I think that also has something to do with the way that Absolute Zero was attempting to... They were... I don't know how you mess up a fairly easy-to-execute comp. it, It was the, you know, the lack of vision. You know, they were getting picked off. Um, you know, CLG worthy dust, 
you know, was pressing R as Rakan and, you know, getting everybody into that chain. Uh, and then, you know, Archer Prodigy would come in with the Cataclysm. You know, Best Five Main would stack into the Cataclysm. And then you had Hippie right there. Uh, you know, he popped off on that talent big time. And it was just, that game was uh, tough. Um, you know, and I don't know. Uh, Queen Sue looked like uh, not as comfortable on the Soraka uh, as she was on the Senate pick. Um, but I, I think that, you know, the bot lane for Absolute Zeros may have to make uh, some uh, changes here and there um, because it feels like that they, you know, get caught out a little bit. Um, yeah, I'm you positioning know, all over my Yeah, house. so that, uh, that'll have to shift or, you know, uh, one of them's going to have to play the uh, tankier champ. So if they, you know, do get caught that, you know, they're able to uh, limp their way out of the fight. I also put in my notes for this one in particular, Soraka. Um, just play Guardian, please, guys. Like it's it, you're not like. I, I mean, hell, the Rakan played Guardian. He could have gone after Shock, but he recognized that. Oh, I'm gonna be diving in with my J4. So when they start to hit us, we'll both get the shield from. Uh, from guardian which gives us a little more survivability in this team you know what's gonna ha you know that this talent is gonna try to dive behind you and one shot this soraka and sivir not saying that guardian's gonna make them live all magically or something but it gives you a better chance going airy in this situation you're not helping yourself you're only helping whoever you're healing so well, like, and again, I would have to go back and look and see if she took exhaust too, or if she took ignite. Like, hold on, I'll I'll tell you real quick. Uh, so Raka did take ignite. So okay, looking so at like, you know early lane pressure, bully, you know, get an early kill, and maybe Nykert and Queen start to snowball. Um, but against that, uh, you know, lineup that, that you're team, you you yeah. want you want the exhaust for the talent regardless, like. Uh, I mean, yeah, I could see the ignite for like fully or, or like ignite for like maybe Rakan if he gets too far in. But then you could just exhaust the Rakan when he's in there. Like it's, it's tough calls, you know. Yeah, it's, I uh, mean, it's tough calls and stuff. And I'm probably expecting more than from like a, I mean, a silver player like myself. Um, everybody <laughs> makes mistakes and whatnot. But like, <laughs> you can't say that. You can't play. say you're a silver <laughs> player like myself. Whatever. Uh -huh. Have you seen Dainty Taco? It has such crap MMR right now, mm -hmm. dude. Don't, don't ask him what his Korean account is that he VPNs across the pond. To... Yeah, but, um, <laughs> my plat Korean account. My uh, my only thing is is uh, I will say though um, I know it was talked in the general for a little bit about like um uh Malphite's damage versus like the talent and whatnot um honestly i think you win way more of those early like exchanges if you took comet like waiting for level six and using the aftershock um like yeah you got a bunch of kills like i give it to you but like 
a couple of those, like, you have to flash under turret, and then at that point, you don't have Aftershock anymore, and your shield's already down, because the uh, Talon procked it. And it's just, like, you could just poke him out with, like, Comet Qs. From, uh, I'll, uh, I'll tell you what it felt like, and this is, you know, me showing my uh, silver status. Uh, <laughs> I hate playing against Zed. You know, Zed, when I play mid lane, it's just a bad day. Uh, so yeah. I usually go Cho'Gath and, you know, invest a ton into AP and get a bunch of kills. He walks up, I eat him to death, you know, knock up, chase him down, ignite, he's dead. Mm -hmm. uh, but it also gives me that survivability because I'm playing a tank. That's mm -hmm. what it felt like a little bit seeing the Malphite pick uh, was that I know that he can shred me. So I need to have that extra armor and be a tanky champ so that he doesn't start that snowball at level two. Um, but I just, it, it didn't pay dividends because Talon was able to get kills uh, irregardless of what happened in mid lane. Yeah, there was a lot of like uh, early roams where even like they set it up uh, that the Jarvan would be there too. I saw it mm -hmm. like at least twice where like Jarvan and Talon were sitting yep. in like the upper tribush and would just wait until the um Sivir and Soraka walked yeah. too close and then they would go. Hippie over and Archer over. comms. I mean that's yep. that's what it was about. So uh moving on thing with Olaf though, uh you're typically supposed to do a full clear, go for crab, and then look to contest dragon going for the level three gank while I don't think it's terrible. It's just not ideal, and you're not really ever going to kill that Talon, especially with the Malphite who's going after Shock, who's not poking him down enough. Um, and then, unfortunately, he died. Like, unfortunately, yep. the J4 was doing a full clear and was on his red side. Yep. And Olaf came right in. Talon and that was, what, that was the miss flash, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Feels I don't bad. know. With, with Olaf, you just need to kind of like your time is money on Olaf. You have to be always thinking ahead and being like, um, "All right, let me cycle these camps, get this crab back, get uh, is any ganks anywhere look good? No, okay, cool, back. Uh, go contest drag, can't contest drag. Okay, cycle my camps again. Like so, Doom Vanilla's uh, main jungler champ is Vi. Vi was not banned in either game. And I don't know if Vi's in a bad spot right now, but... I think it's okay. I don't think she's necessarily in a bad spot. I definitely think that maybe her kit needs to be a little bit redone in comparison to like some of these other junglers that we do have today. Um, or maybe she just needs some tweaking somewhere, something yeah. that can make her a little bit more... Well, of lack of a better word, viable. Um, but... <laughs> no pun intended. Jokes. But... <laughs> But it's like, I honestly just, I don't believe, I think this team right now, they're just, they're going to have to go through some growing pains. I wouldn't be surprised if this team was to fall to another 0-2 week, at least within week two or week three. Uh, and we will see probably some growth from absolute zero once they kind of see their losses and understand where their losses are coming from more yep. than everything else. So the uh, match of the week that was casted Monday night, uh, was Onslaught of Shadows versus Glacial Storm. Uh, the Rudder Brothers split for the first time, and uh, a 
bunch of trash talk behind the scenes. Uh, you know, talked with uh, Thrills Rudder at the office, and uh, you know, he was uh, talking all kinds of smack about he was <laughs> just gonna, you know, lay into his brother that night and uh, give him nightmares. And uh, that happened one game, uh, but it did not happen 2 0, uh, as was the plan. Um, so yeah, uh, thoughts from either of you guys. Uh, they did throw Jay Herbo, uh, back into the jungle. And I feel like if you're going to spend, you know, $1.5 million on a player, you better put him in the lane that, you know, he's known for. I definitely agree. Uh, I want to say like, it was one hell of a game exciting to cast the entire time. I honestly was on the, like the little edge of my seat the whole time. And I think it was not just the hype of the fact that the two brothers were going up against one another for the first time in press our history. I just think the, the fact of the two teams, like for me, I have them ranked so closely and I think it does have to go mostly because of the hype behind the two brothers. Uh, you know, generally they're, they're very outspoken voices, especially within the community of the league itself. So seeing these two finally get to go at each other's necks was just something that you, that I think everybody was just ready to finally see. What I wasn't expecting from that night though, was the Cassidy pick coming out of Matthias. Now I know that he has a bunch of wonky picks that he can go mid lane. I've seen the Ziggs. I've seen the Anivia, the Cassidy I wasn't expecting. And you know what this man said during the interview? He said that the most practice I had with a Cassidy was literally an hour in the practice to for this game. <laughs> and I look, I literally had the look on my face. I was like, okay, well then, I, I'm very impressed by what you did there. Good thing Shavana carried then. Like, uh, yeah, it was only uh, two, four, and twelve. It was, I mean, uh, almost lowest CS in the game. Uh, you know, Somnus uh, barely lost out on that one. Um, yeah, not an amazing performance from you know the newbie Cassidy, but you know, honestly, I would expect a lot worse from a newbie Cassidy. Like, I I would expect them like going like Owen Owen ten, just like get that Owen ten power spike like Yasuo. Cassidy is a lot more power, a lot more powerful for some reason. I, I mean, to be honest, in the mid in the mid lane, he played it like he knew where you're just doing. Once again, side lanes against Gecko, you kind of like started to look like a noob but um like i don't know all i gotta say about that game is that the shivana which is kind of known for a farming uh jungler um had like two or three dark harvest stacks before he even hit six and that means he's ganking and while the ganking bot lane went really poor for them and you had a kaisa that was um, three and didn't three the... oh yeah three oh yeah came back with uh i don't know what the am's called because i don't play no yeah noon quiver yeah um yet i'm not gonna lie i don't think i saw the hecarim gank once this whole game like i don't bot lane is zero three why are you not running down there I think the mentality at that point was okay. Bot lane, a uh, the enemy. Well, okay. Dragon for there. I don't know why you're pretending. Uh, see, that's where I'm getting like a little PO'd with these Hecarim picks <laughs> because people are like, "Oh, I need to farm the whole time." And it's like, no. If I you have we're... lanes that are winning, gank them. 
I think we're at the point though in this in this meta where the jungle in the jungle where I think it's more important now to gank than it was to actually farm. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I feel like the tank junglers are doing really well. Okay, little known fact for everyone: Hecarim has been picked five times. How many times has it won? Zero. Stop picking it. Like, cause you're all like, I'm sorry, but you all are just like gang early leads and then just think you can 1v9 and then just like throw it away like i don't get it um and like udir is doing so much better like just pick udir just pick udir just pick j4 like just i don't know like you're so, making it so much harder than it needs to be game game two was a whole uh a lot closer. Uh, looked like everybody well, game was. One, game two should have been won by Glacial Storm. I'm saying that right now. Yeah. Oh, uh, Drill said he did get a, a steal off, uh, that he was under leveled. That steal should never have happened. Yep. Never so should have happened. He, uh, he's pretty proud of that one. Uh, but yeah, uh, Gecko H2O, uh, pretty fed on that Yone. Quez the Magi on the Silas was pretty fed. Uh, you know, Bot lane was not in a bad spot at all. Thrills was in a decent spot. Uh, you know, on the other side, you know, everybody had kills. Uh, just no one quite as fed as Gecko H2O. Um, yeah, so the split 1-1. Neither brother can uh, claim that one is better than the other just yet. Um, I imagine with the uh, talent on these squads that we'll see them again in playoffs. Uh, so that will be exciting to see for sure. So shifting gears a little bit, um, we're going to have a classroom style for Press R. Uh, most banned champs across week one, Senna, Seraphine, and Shin. Like the alliteration there with all the S's. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, it's just the most popular letter in the alphabet, so everybody just went straight to S and started banning people. <laughs> I, I think really it also has to do with them. Yeah, Senna, Senna was the most banned. Senna, Seraphine, Shen being banned champions, I can definitely understand why. Um, a combo of like something like Senna, uh, Senna, Shen even, double global, being able to affect the map from elsewhere, even if you aren't directly there. Uh, one, that Shen shield, beefy. The shield that you can get from Senna can literally save, make or break fights, save people's lives. Uh, and even get some extra damage off potentially. Seraphine is just annoying. We we I think we all come to agree that that champion, if you're not picking her, you're banning her at this point. She's just too much. And if you can pair it together with another healer that can help supplement her, if she's at, say in the mid lane, and you put her together with like a Yumi or a Karma, it's it. I don't even understand how you stop all the healing and shielding, even with something like a Renekton or a Blitzcrank that can usually get rid of shield with Empower W's or his ultimate. It's well, just that too item much to deal was. With that item was buffed or changed or whatever that item is that cuts through shields um serpent's fang i think it's called or whatever i still don't that expect was just... to see it too too much though but moonstone is still good that's the other thing like lulu seraphine and um karma are pretty good so i could still see like a karma top coming out or something from someone or a karma mid um, especially with the fact that I got a Q buff, so like it could be a better like uh, laner. Um, which also Montblanc's like Karma was dirty. He was dodging so many skill yeah. Morgana Qs and 
like seeing people for days. Um, the engage from that karma bot lane was strong. Yeah, like I I don't know what happened from game one, to game two, but like it all it's almost like Hobbit and a uh, Montblanc are like, all right, you know, screw this. <laughs> we're just gonna we're just gonna win this lane ourselves. And I don't know if it's like uh, Trinity and Evertwister were like, oh yeah, you know, like we we did well game one with these two champions. We're fine picking it again, and just thinking that they could run it back and smash it, win the game again. Um, but yeah, like the Ezreal was so much better. Yeah. In that uh, best too. of three and best of fives for, you know, playoffs, that adaptation, uh, is so much more fun to be a part of than just a, you know, one, one split in my opinion. Uh, yeah. so most picked champs, uh, Taco, do you have any notes on that? Uh, to be honest, I don't, but if I had to guess, uh, it's probably I know Hecarim was picked twice because I had to do so that. Jarvan is there. Uh Nar is there. Udir has to be there. Udir was picked three times. Yeah. I believe yeah, Udir is the other one. Uh, as far as most picked. One, two of those three. Yeah. Uh Udir is in a uh stupid place right now. Another one of those pig bands. Yep. Um. Uh. Malphite was picked three times. Okay. Um. And one, one of the three. Yeah. One. One of the three. Uh. Because Somnus played twice. Gotcha. Um. And then uh. And obviously played Bandage once. played it once. Um. But seeing how Somnus played it versus how Bentage played it was definitely different. Um, Siver played it, it three. Uh, Siver got three times as well. I want to speak on that actually real quick. Wait, I thought Siver, Siver got played three. Yeah, I thought it was yeah. more than three. Uh, Inner Asian, Nycrit, and it got played in a series. Mommy Senpai three times. I thought, or twice in a series. I nope. thought no, he got, did he get played twice by Inner Asian? I think so. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, we well, yeah, played, played twice by Inner Asian yep. four times and okay. one. Um, I think it's fifty-fifty right now. Uh, yeah, Inner that would have been yeah. one loss on absolute zero. And. It won one on Glacial. Or n- and Mommy Senpai lost. So it was a... There's one out of two, four this week. Yeah. So it's a 25% win rate. But mm-hmm. Yeah, 25% win rate. But then again, I still stand by why I said Glacial sure won game two. So it would be 50 <laughs> It should have been a 50% yeah. win rate. It should have been a 50%. The, the smite steal. There you have it. I'm glad uh, to see that Sivir is slowly reemerging, though. Definitely, uh, especially with the whole Essence Reaver slash Mono Moon Dustblade Rush type of build, she's becoming a very powerful resurgence currently in the bot lane. Uh, she's very, very great for wave clear. She really helps with anti Baron sieging. She kind of counters what this meta wants to do, where where it is basically just barrel down into the enemy base. She can kind of help mitigate some of that. So I think just having her as a safety pick in the bot lane is very, very big. And if 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 you honestly see a team where they have things like a Blitzcrank or a Thrash or anything that can pick you off, you want to not have to also pay that 
1300 uh gold qss tax uh then hell Sivir's probably yeah. one of your better picks especially with skarner and udir being running around the rift so lots yeah. of uh new uh champs uh, in season 11 that are you know definitely uh not the norm uh from what we saw in season 10 so uh as the patches unfold should be exciting um taco you just killed the camera feed buddy there you go <laughs> oh no uh, his cameras his camera has uh keeled over folks um so uh, this won't uh, happen once i get fix my computer real quick uh we did post a uh stat page uh with a whole bunch of stats available to uh all the players for all the games um I figured out uh, this past evening on how to report a lot of that on our website so it is not an ugly spreadsheet. Um, but we do not want to go stack crazy, so it would be nice to uh, hear the specific ones you guys are looking at. Um, you know, my initial thought is, you know, CSD at 10 minutes. Um, you know, if you had a, a first blood and a match this season, um, things like that. So uh, present your ideas uh, from the spreadsheet and we'll take a look at those. Um, we had a very unique, uh, posting in Twitch chat. Uh, it was the golden Pharaoh saying, I am the best at top lane. <laughs> so he is, uh, going ahead and calling every other top laner out, uh, you know, laying claim to the throne, so to speak. And, uh, we got to see some, uh, nice back and forth, uh, friendly banter, uh, from I Am Tricky uh, and Golden Pharaoh uh, earlier this week. Uh, so I'm. we touched on it a little bit earlier in the uh, cast, but I'm stoked to see how uh, this friendly rivalry continues to evolve. Um, I, I honestly don't know if I would put either of them uh, in the top two. Uh, you know, they were not in my original uh, selections for, you know, top two players in the top lane uh salt was seen posting that he's uh coming back to press r for the next season and uh he is a force to be reckoned with uh you know give him the set and you're in trouble so uh top lane's a real fun place being a top main uh so i i just can't wait to see these two go at each other uh, as the season progresses I'm very excited for these two. This is this is something that I again we already talked about. We touched on this earlier, but uh, just to be really quick with it, this is something that I think Tricky's gonna definitely need to keep him on top. Because at one point he was claiming to be the top, the best in the league. So it's like you got two people right here who both claim to be the best in the league. I'll just go ahead one and say it: Pharaoh's not the best in the league. I I'm not. I, I mean, either. you've I'm I've seen that man die a ton. <laughs> Listen, after the game we just had, the scrim we just had with them, um, I'm gonna talk my I'm gonna talk my trash real quick. Listen, <laughs> I don't care if that Renekton was a panic ban, a panic pick, a random pick. I don't care if the client picked it for you. We still took it. And I, I'm sorry, but if you're the best top player in the league, you you should be able to work with what you're given. Like I'm not gonna get my main champion every single time, and you there gotta learn is. to work with shots it. fired. So if you're the if you're the best. I want to see you playing other things other than that Darius, all right? Shots fired. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, Destiny has uh, done a little bit of rework. 
uh, on their squad and uh, moving some people around. So should be exciting to see them uh, this coming week. Uh, so to round this whole thing out, wanted to uh, get the vibe for your thoughts on next week. Destiny and Final Spark finally get onto the rift as they had a bye week this week. Uh, Hijack and Inferno Trigger face off. Onslaught of Shadows will take on Killer Instinct. And Absolute Zero will face Curtain Call. So, Taco, start us off. Uh, your picks for the winner across all four of those matches. Um... Hmm. Sorry, can you say that again? <laughs> Absolutely. Destiny against Final Spark. Um, I think if De- if uh, Final Spark put in the work this uh, past week and uh, whatnot, I think they can pull it out. But I don't know. Um, I saw some scrim results recently. It makes me think <laughs> Destiny can uh can get it done. So I'm gonna say one one. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a wimp about it and say one one. Fair enough. Uh, all right. I'm uh whew, Destiny had such a rough go last season. Uh I, <laughs> and you know, I, I work with uh King Yoda, so I, I put my hat in his corner so many times last season and it burned me. Um <laughs> They had such a fall from grace. It's really I know. Crazy. I mean, they went like yeah. it was like finals, middle of the pack, at the bottom. <laughs> like yep. it's so. I'm hoping it is reversing and they'll go up again. I, I again based off scrim results. I mean, I'm not going to say scrim results mean it's going to work on yep. game day, but I, I'm going to say two o final spark. Uh, just because of you know. Looking at looking at the roster on Final Spark, you've got you know Doctor Minis dot net, Die Hardy, Team Otaku, Gaunts, um, you know, as well as uh, KB Jelly, who's new to the uh, league. That's a it's a strong roster. I just think they don't have enough games, uh, you know, under their belt yet. But uh, I think Final Spark made two O Destiny this week as Destiny continues to figure things out. Mm-hmm. Uh, am I really not biased? Not I mean, opinion. Yeah, <laughs> I think that you have to say two zero, or you get fired. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but there's. I think I have a legitimate reason for the two zero coming out. It's really a. Even though, unfortunately, this week there's going to be unfortunately for that shit, the next two weeks we're going to be without the main support. Um, even that still doesn't really like uh, the rest of our team is not uh, necessarily you know disheartened by that. Like yeah, we we're gonna miss Beard. We're gonna not we're not gonna, we're gonna miss not having him in that bottling in that uh, support position. But overall, we still feel the confidence, and he's gonna be there with us in spirit. I really believe that it's gonna be scrappy, considering it's gonna be our first actual game of the season. I already know that technically it's gonna be our week one, so I'm I'm kind of expecting the jitters. But I really do believe we have a confidence behind us that's going to really put us ahead of some other teams. And I definitely can see the 2-0 and coming out of Destiny. Fair enough. Do you guys know who will be your sub yet? Or has that not been decided? I believe we are getting lethal. Okay. Okay. So I've not seen him play yet, so it should be fun. Uh, 
rounding it back out, uh, back to you, Taco. Hijack against Inferno Trigger. Um, I guess it kind of depends where, uh, with Inferno Trigger, where they want to put everybody. I know that there was some discussions with maybe moving some people around. Um, maybe Phantom not playing top or whatnot, but, um, depends on draft. If Hijack wants to draft to their win conditions, then I'm seeing a 2-0. If they do something like they did this pre this current week, then I see them getting 0-2'd again. Like, uh, put Wolfie on a carry jungler. Don't just blind pick Renekton because you feel like it. And, I don't know, put, like, your bot lane on stuff like that. I don't know if it's they were didn't feel comfortable. Again, I just... From my viewpoint, Nafi just looked at uncomfortable on the Lulu and the Seraphine while we've seen him play really well on like yep. Yumi, Nautilus, Thresh. I've like, seen him play well on Seraphine on too. Things. Yeah. Like throw him on those things because he does really well on the on those champions. Um so yeah. So I'm calling it now. This is the uh this is the little rock that starts the uh Oh, this is, oh, yeah, this is your Dark Horse. Yeah. So, yeah, I, it'll I, be like 2-0 every week. Nope, I don't think this is 2-0. I think this is going to be a split. Um, okay. I think that, you know, Hijack's got to start small. Um, and Infer- Infer- yeah. Inferno <laughs> Trigger uh, definitely, you know, has some chinks in the armor, as we saw from last week. So I think this is the uh, small little pebble that uh, gets the uh, ball rolling for Hijack. I mean, I also know that King Wolfie enjoys playing against Vixper. So um, I know that this is going to be a definitely like a jungle kind of like matchup again, kind of like Gecko and Wolfie. For this one, I'm honestly going to go with Zoa and say, I think it's actually going to be a split 1-1. One, one. Um, I The only way I really see Hijack winning for this week, especially bouncing back off of 0-2 against the team in which they were expecting themselves to dominate, uh, I would highly suggest maybe just going comfort this upcoming week. Yeah, I get it. Like You, you don't want to go to like towards like solo queue type or anything, but I feel that you guys are still playing a 5v5. And there's some focus on yourself, so in your micro, and you know to get rid of some of those like little micro challenges you might have had in the last games. Uh, Hijack needs to make sure they're going comfort picks. Uh, if they really want to go for a comp, they need to make sure they're going for something that makes sense and is easily executable, so that they're able to shell out those wins while also still being able to hyper carry in the late game. Cool deal. Uh, Onslaught of Shadows versus Killer Instinct. Uh, well, I believe Killer Instinct's getting a sub. And if they get a sub from the team that I think they're going to get a sub from, it's going to be a 2-0 Killer Instinct. Are you allowed to say who that sub is? Oh, or? I think I'm allowed to say who this is. Well, we, if I'm not, pop it, I apologize. Well, we can we can um, share that then. <laughs> well, well, well just... I mean, the thing is, well, the thing is, is that... Uh, who reaper's not going to be around so they need a one mil player we don't have any one mil subs so it's within their right to ask a team um if they can have a one mil sub and 
the a team that is off that week is Let's Bounce. So it's up in the air whether they're going to grab a jungler or they're going to grab um, Worthy Dust and have him play support and move Montblanc into jungle, who also who used to be a jungle main. So either or, I'm either way they decide to go, I still have the utmost confidence in the mid and top lane. And I think actually um, Cosgrove hasn't shown us his full hand yet. While we keep saying like, oh yeah, he plays Malzahar, Lissandra, and Galio. Um, the Galio is still like the free band that like uh, the Killer Instinct gets to keep having. Yep. Um, and eventually, I'm sure, like a team's going to be like, ah, we don't need to ban it, and, and they're going to regret that. <laughs> yeah. Um, that is why Matthias is never, ever, ever allowed to have a Nivea. Yep. Um, it's the one in the time rules. You don't ban it. It's in the but... rules. You can't have it. Um, <laughs> it's in the rules. But uh, so like if they pick up Archer, you're gonna have someone who's been playing a lot of J4 and a lot of Lease and like is down to be the supportive E jungler and which is same what Reaper does. So or you have a very aggressive uh support in um in Worthy Dust and we could see a actually we could see something different coming out of a Hobbit then to adjust to who he's playing with. Like uh, number one team with the most practice in the league is Killer Instinct. Yeah. So I I I I think like top lane. That's. Uh, I don't think uh, if Quesley plays Silas, that's a little different. I don't think should be playing Nari anymore, but that's just me. Um, yeah, I just think like uh, like I said, Hobbit and Chopped are just have been way too solid. That I even without Reaper there. I just think it's going to be a 2-0. Yeah, Gecko is uh, going to have to pull out some stunts against that Cascoro to uh, put Onslaught on his back, and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, I think that this may also be a 1-1. Uh, I hope it is not due to a under-leveled uh, you know, jungle smite steal. Um, I, I feel like that Onslaught of Shadows is going to lose a lot of games if they're dependent upon... You know, those circumstances happening every week. Uh, but I do feel like this series will split 1-1. This particular series, if the rumors are true, I'm sorry. It's a, it's the 2-0 on the side of uh, Killer Instinct. It's just a team that if you have someone like Arch, if you are able to get someone like Archer Prodigy who allows you and allows your team to play super aggressive on a team that wants to play super aggressive, like how do you even stop that? Once they get the ball rolling, especially with somebody who's able to influence the map like Archer, you're basically, you're looking at the at the little roller roller that, that Dio drops on top of Jotaro and JoJo's. Like it's just straight up like, hey guys, here it comes. We've already stopped time. And we're just gonna steamroll right through you. So if that's gonna be the case, I'm going. I'm looking at a two over killer instinct. So I'm gonna just counter offer you here. Uh, I think Archer is as good as he is uh, because he doesn't have to worry about hippie. Like mid, mid lane, mid lane, Wolfie, mid lane is an afterthought. Hmm. So. Hmm. 
it's so something they say about Wolfie is that like because of the team that he has around him, he doesn't have to work as hard as a jungler. Um, considering that the pieces that he has around him on hijack, and if mm-hmm. if that's the same thing like with Archer, where his mid laner a lot enables him to be that way, then this is probably going to end up being closer to a one one. If there if Cosgrove is not going to be able to enable Hippie the same way or enable Archer the same way Hippie does, if that makes yeah, sense. I, I think just the comms will change. You know, you've got your comfort with Hippie, and you know exactly what he's going to do, uh, where he's going to roam, and things like that. I think that it'll be different uh, with Cosgrove. Uh, you just may have. He may be visiting mid lane uh, to prevent a gank or, you know, things like that, as opposed to this. They've got a, a set play that they know that they run at five minutes or at six minutes or something like that. So Exactly. Yeah, but I also think, like, it's been a little criminal that people that, like, they haven't put more attention onto, like, Chopped who has been getting CS leads at mm-hmm. 8 or 8.30 minutes. Like, if if you want to, like, snowball yourself as well, just go to Chop's lane. Like, right. Yeah, so, like, I, I not to say, like, you can't do anything in Cosgrove's lane, but I'm pretty sure, like, the idea of, like, the champions he's playing. I was just huge. saying that I think that, you know, the comfort of Hippie and Archer Prodigy, that that's a duo. You know, it's the same thing with Thrills and Matthias playing together. It's a duo. You know what you know what you're getting every single game. Um without that, you know, cog in the machine for this series, I think that, you know, there may be different moving parts and he may have to focus spot lane or he may have to focus mid um or top and, you know, not be as comfortable running around his own jungle because mid lane is not in the typical position that he is used to. So, yeah. I mean, another crazy thing could be is that they grab Hippie. Move Coscaro? Move Coscaro support, move Montblanc to jungle and have Hippie mid. I mean, that would just be cruelty. <laughs> I mean, they have a lot to work with. So, like, they do. Who set yeah. up the salary system? That's broken. <laughs> <laughs> so like yeah i mean they're they're like if they're picking from uh let's bounce they have like a lot of options but i, I think that one is a little too too extreme because you're swapping too many uh options around mm-hmm. so i'm thinking it's either gonna be it'll cause some it'll probably cause some team yeah. synergy issues uh, yeah so yeah. so i'm thinking it's either archer or worthy dust for sure so ending it all uh Absolute zero against Curtain Call. Taco. You, well, you're paused. they know that the Yorg is OP, so they're going to ban it in the first round and not allow Absolute Zero to not to not pick it as a counter pick for some reason. So, unfortunately, I have to say that they are going to get two owed by Curtain Call. I will uh, join you in that venture and say 2-0 curtain call. Please prove us wrong, Absolute Zero, but 2-0 curtain call. Uh, I, I see this team really just, right now, they're, they're, they're one of those teams that's looking to really try to figure their pieces out. Uh, they're trying to figure out their comps, trying to figure well, out what the champion's best. Absolute Zero is going to win now because of the caster curse. Listen, if they do all the all the more to them, because at this point you 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 got the we got a lot of like they're holding themselves high up right now because they're they're tied up in that first that first place spot. But 
Uh, it could either be one of two things. They could be the definitive at the end of this week from the way the predictions are looking. They could be the definitive uh, potential like first place team at that moment, even though Let's Bounce is on the bye. Or they can literally dip right into the middle of the pack after potentially getting 0 2 or even 1-1 and against uh, Absolute Zero. Yeah. So, I mean, for you and I, the curtain call is our dark horse. So, like, literally, we're, so we was... kind of ha- we're kind of like <laughs> betting on them to 2-0 here and 2-0 Come for on. the <laughs> So, like, um, so curtain yeah. call is sitting in first. Let's bounce tied uh, for first. Have four teams slotting in at the, the third place because they played in the preseason. Ah, uh, yes, and, they did, and that's where, uh, if I remember correctly, I think they um, went one and one in that preseason. They went one and one, and uh, the thing there is, were subs is, though, right? Yeah. yeah, there were subs in the game, but the thing is, is that game one, Pharaoh, you played really well. Game two. Sorry, but you got gapped. Oh, in the um, curtain call game. Yeah, no, yeah. like that Wukong. So, I, I, what I say, take him off that Darius, and you're gonna get him on some different picks. Ban that Riven. You're gonna get some completely different picks. Like you're yeah. gonna force him onto something he's not comfortable with, or he doesn't actually play a lot on, and then you're gonna notice the difference in top lane gap. Um, if you really want to, I, I won't lie to you again, he's their most volatile factor. You want to win against them. You have to go against him. And that's actually crazy to say, like you want to win against curtain call. I hate to say it. The player that we're, you know, tra- we're talking, trashing the most at the same time, overhyping the most is the one you have to be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, gentlemen, so, uh, thanks so much. Uh, we will, uh, see you here again next week about the same time. Definitely. Um, mm-hmm. I think uh, we're I'm probably going to get my words. Yeah, we'll <laughs> probably need to get the uh, Killer Instinct versus uh, IT game uh, cast since we uh, talked up so much. Um, but uh, thanks so much. And uh, we will uh, see everybody next Monday. We'll see you next Monday. Yep.